17, very familiar passage of scripture here this morning. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Glory to God. Verse number 47. When you got it, let's stand to honor God's word here this morning. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Very, very uh, famous story here this morning of a young man who's looking at the enemy and saying, you may have a sword and a spear. You may have a shield. As a matter of fact, when you take a look at this scripture and you see how Goliath is kind of put, the light of Goliath, and how, how that they write in this story about Goliath, you'll see that they name everything about him. Everything. I mean down to the detail, even about how much that things weigh that he has, spears and things, spearheads, and all into the details. You, you read about David in this story, and all you're reading about David is just simply that he's just a ruddy little boy. He's a lad. So this little lad comes and says, you may have all the equipment, you may have this and that, you may have it all going for you, he says, but all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. I didn't come with these things, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. He said, I'm going to give you a prophecy right now. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Goliath, what's going to happen. This is what your future looks like. You may have all the equipment that you need. You may have done this in the past. You may look down at me and say that this is going to be an easy battle here today. But I'm telling you that whenever I walk off of this battleground here today, I'm going to own your sword. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. You're going to help me here this morning, right? I'm going to own your sword. You may have came with the sword and the spear, but today you're going to realize that there's something greater than your sword. Hallelujah. You're going to realize that you, when you face this ruddy little boy, that it don't matter how big that your shield is, and it doesn't matter how far that you can throw your spear but what I'm going to tell you here today I'm prophesying to you that at the end of the day you're going to be mine hallelujah and I want you to know here today we're going to be preaching on how to kill giants this morning how to kill giants hallelujah dear Lord we love you God we're, help me pray church we're grateful here today for every person that's here God we're grateful for your presence that we felt oh don't leave us now Lord we need you so much this morning God you know that I'm nothing without you God you know that I can do nothing without you God we pray Lord right now that you would take this sermon that you would take this service that you would meet us around these altars and draw us 
Lord, into a closer relationship with you. Oh, be with us, Lord, here in this service. Prick our hearts, God, and help us to come into contact and to collision with you here this morning. Anoint our ears to hear your word, our hearts to receive your word, Lord, and our hands and feet to do your word when we leave this house. Hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God, we love you, Lord. And the church said, Amen. You can be seated here this morning. Man, it feels good here. I may, be, I may just preach for an hour and a half or so. You visitors don't know. I'm just kidding. A practical description of tools that will help you to win. Today we're going to take a look at those practical ideas and tools that will help us to defeat the spiritual giants in our lives. So I'm going to jump right into it. What are the giants in your lives here today? Identifying the giant that came in with you or the one that's waiting at home or the one that's in your family or the one, you know what I'm talking about, identifying the giants in your life here today. What you come in with? What's facing you? Is it depression? Danger? Abandonment? Is it abuse? Tragedy? Weakness? How about rejection? That seems to be a pretty big giant. Broken relationships? Inabilities? How about that? That's a pretty big one. The devil lied to you, tell you you can't do it, right? Addiction? Habits? Temptations? How about fear? Fear's a giant. He'll keep you back from a lot of things that God can use you to do, right? Giants standing up there saying, you're not big enough, you can't handle it, you can't, you can't start that ministry, you can't do what God's called you to do. He'll stand up there and tell you how small that you are. Amen? Past failures, how about that one? That's a giant. Discouragement, anger. All these giants that are there, what are they What are they shouting right now? You're not qualified. We can hear them. They're standing up here. Your giant looking at you this morning as you walked in and God's trying to work on you and use you and do everything he can to, to help you to build a king or a kingdom rather through a King David uh, here today. Hallelujah. And, and, and God's trying to work on you and through you. But you got a giant that's saying, you're not qualified. You got a giant this morning that's saying, you're not good enough. You can't pay your bills. You can't save your marriage. You're losing your kids. You can't stop your vices. You can't refuse pornography. You can't stop your forbidden relationship. You can't shake your past. What is it? What is it here today that your giant's screaming at you? You don't have a future. Hallelujah. Think about it, church. Your best days are behind you. What's your giant shouting at you here? This What's he been whispering in your ear throughout the last two weeks? What's he been saying to you? Your life is a mistake. What lies are he selling? What is he telling? He's up there shouting on one side of that valley. So we know we've got a giant, and we're identifying the giant in our life here today. 
How are we going to defeat giants? Now, I know that we're talking about a stone, okay? Five smooth stones. But I'll be real honest with you. I'm not really uh, very good with a slingshot. But I'm decent with this right here. How's that look, huh? So today, we're going to talk about the five smooth stones. We're going to bring out our arrows and our quiver. I'm going to use a bow. Is that okay? To preach to you here today instead of a slingshot. All right? It's just a little more intimidating, isn't it? Right? I thought about bringing my shotgun in, but then I thought people might leave scared. So if you're going to go hunting, I know you all like to hunt. A bunch of you do. I love hunting. My son's getting all ready. He's been talking to Caleb, and he's been fixing his bow up, and he's ready to go, and we've got him halfway through the, or actually more than halfway through the uh, hunter safety course. He wants to be able to go out and, and, and get in his own stand and get in his own blind or whatever, you know, get out there and, and, and be ready to go. So the first thing that you do is, you, you know, you get everything ready to go. You get your backpack ready, and you got your, you got your, uh, you got your, your, your Snickers in here, and you got, you know, just all the things that you have to have whenever you go out. You know, your, your, your hot coffee, you know, packed in the back, you know, uh, because, you know, we, we get all scented up and everything, then we break our coffee out like, like they're not going to smell the coffee, right? You, right? All right, so we, got, we get everything together and we grab our bow and we get everything and we leave. Has anybody ever gotten to your stand and you forgot something very important? Bullets. Has anybody ever done that before? I guarantee you there's somebody. Okay, so we got one that's admitting here today. There's somebody that ran right off and forgot to get. Matter of fact, I remember one time hunting with my uncle. And he, he grabbed his gun and everything. He was heading out, but he had a clip. And he forgot the clip in the truck. So the prime time of hunting, he was going back to get his clip from the truck so that he could have something to hunt with. Because there ain't no sense in being out with a bow without any arrows. There ain't no sense in being out with a gun without any bullets. The quiver's got to be full, right? It's got to at least have one in there for you to have a chance to be able to hit that deer. Am I right? So it's very important that we make sure that we get the ammo that we need to be able to, to get down and to knock down the deer that we're shooting at. Amen. All right, so what are we saying here? I'm telling you here today that I feel like that with our Christian walk, that sometimes we just run out there like we're going to do something big uh, to the enemy, but we've forgotten something that's very important, and that's the ammo that we need in order to defeat the giants that are in our lives. And we're wondering why that we're facing the giant time after time after time after time when God has given us some practical tools that we need in order for us to knock this giant down. So what are you doing, Brother Jared, this morning? I'm going to try to help you to fill your quiver up, okay? That's what we're going to try to do here today. All right, so ammo is very important. Now, whether it be a slingshot 
or a bow and arrows. This is what we're going to talk about here. So what are some things that we need? I need a certified bow hunter to help me to put these arrows in here. Who's a certified? Matt, can you help me? Maybe switch spots there. All right. So he's going to hold my quiver. <laughs> so what are some practical things that we need? How can we talk about these arrows and, and, and liken them to the stones maybe that was being picked up by King David here? He'd already been anointed to be king. Somebody said he knew he wasn't going to die because he hadn't become king yet. Think about that. So we see here, I think maybe the first stone that he picked up, first arrow that we're going to pick up, is a stone of pride. What are you saying, Brother Jared? Let's, let's take a look at what, what pride is. Pride is the state of feeling of being proud. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I know that pride can be a dangerous thing whenever you're proud of yourself or your own accomplishments. But I believe that we as the church should be proud of being we the church. Amen? So I believe that we should be proud to be bought by, with a price. I believe that we should be proud of the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled for our sins. Hallelujah. So what do we see here? We see him being proud in, in 1 Samuel Chapter 17 and verse 26, the Bible says, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this guy who thinks he can come in and say what he's saying about my God? Who does he think he is that he can come in and defy what I believe? Hallelujah. And I believe that us as the church world have kind of got into the habit of just just taking the passive road and allowing people to trample all over what we believe to the point that we've allowed the, the, the country to be ran in a specific way. Oh, that's not the way that we desire it to be. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I believe it's time for us to take up some pride in our lives of being a Christian, hallelujah, and going to battle. The stone of pride. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If he didn't have any pride for his country, and if he didn't have any pride for his God, then he would have just walked right away. No sense to get in a fight with some you're not proud of. Right? But he takes a look and he says, man, who is this guy? He can't talk to us like this. So he gets the arrow of pride. He had five smooth stones. So now he's got something to fight with. Everybody else is cowering down, but not him. He's too proud of his God. He's too proud of his country. His brother, eldest brother, his anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. 
For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. I know, I know your, I know the pride in your, and I believe David's looking at him and said, no, the problem is, is you don't have any pride. Come on now. The problem is, is that you're willing to allow every, everyone to trample all over. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand up. The problem is, is you're used to this giant getting up and saying what he wants to about our, and let me, let me, let me take it a little bit further than this. Let me tell you that there's probably, that there was probably a time whenever the Israelite army would get mad at what the giant was saying. There was probably a time when the Israelite army wanted to stand up. There's probably a time whenever the the eldest son would have said, man, I'm going to tell you, I can't stand it when he talks about my God that way. I can't stand. But see, now they had been conditioned. Oh, come on, somebody. They had been conditioned by a giant that was getting up and getting away with whatever he wanted to say. And I'm going to tell you something. If you allow the giant to live... And to occupy your life, then you're gonna stand back and be used to what he's saying, and be used to him taking over your life, and be used to depression, and be used to anxiety, and be used to failure, and be used to losing. I'm gonna tell you here today, my dad told me you need to learn how to lose, but he said, son, never get used to losing. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, we can't come to to the place to where we're standing back and allowing the giant to say whatever he wants to say all to our about our God and about our family and about our oh I'm gonna tell you something church oh we need to come to the point oh we're willing we're willing to stand up and say I'm too proud for you to say that about oh hallelujah it's not about my pride David says to his eldest son about that you don't have any hallelujah so we have a stone here we're going to get dangerous with this broadhead now brother Matt this is the reason why we wanted it certified few sheep before I get to that let me just bring out a few things there are some things that just stick out to me in the Bible so let's take a look when you got this, this little boy this little boy, and he's got what the disciple tells Jesus. He's got beggar's bread is what, is what it means. And he's got little fish. And he is a lad. Anybody, anybody look at that and say, man, that's kind of harsh. I can see this guy as he's saying, you know what, man, I fished all day long for these fish. And man, I, I tried hard to be able to, and this was the only bread that I could buy. We don't have a whole lot of money. Hallelujah. We see the same thing here as, as we see uh, uh, the eldest son saying, you know what, Where, who's watching the few sheep? You know, it's almost like he's saying, you know, who's taking care of your measly little job there at the home place while we're out here doing the big things? Why don't you go on back 
Come on now, hallelujah, I'm losing you already, stay with me. You, you, you know, you, 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 you're just, you, go take care of your measly little few sh- sheep that you have back there. Oh, why don't you go take, no, no, no. Well, you know, I, I can't stand it whenever that happens. You get a good, godly young man who's staying at his home church and working for the kingdom of God and making a difference in his community and keeping the sheep, hallelujah, oh, and making sure that the enemy doesn't come in and making sure you got these big wigs that are out there oh that'll get up and preach a sermon and they'll get it they don't even get down around the altars and pray with them I ain't got no use for you preacher I'm gonna tell you something right now these young people that are up here are just as important or more important than me they are our future I'm gonna tell you something that enemy's looking and some of our own people in our own churches are saying that you're just few and you're just little but look at me because I'm big let's keep let's let's put one thing to perspective the only thing big and mighty in this movement is him and we're all workers for him it may be me preaching today it may be you preaching tomorrow don't allow for people to make you feel small hallelujah be talking about no few sheep around my young people hallelujah you came to, I love this, he said, you came to see the battle. This is his elder brother. We're talking about on the same side. You came to see the battle. I can just see David now as he looks and says, so what exactly are you doing? Come on now. Oh, yeah, you just come to, to, to be an, a, a, a looker-on. Got this demon-possessed fly again up here. You just, you, you just came to look. I can see David look at him and say, Man, what have you been doing for 40 days? Don't you be coming to me and talking about when you've been sitting up here looking at this guy come out and say what he wanted to and do what he wanted to and ain't nobody willing to stand up against this giant that's coming I'm going to tell you something oh hallelujah you may have just showed up on the scene somebody else look from our own movement look and say oh yeah they're on fire for the Lord right now you give them a couple of years and they'll simmer down and settle down I don't want to settle down sir I don't want to simmer down ma'am no sir I'm going to tell you I wish to God that every one of us would have that fire burning on the inside to take down some giants in our churches, to take down some giants in our community, to take down some giants in our nation. God help us here today. Oh God, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a problem with people that are just willing to do church. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not just about doing church. Find your place and make a difference. I'm not saying you're going to be a preacher. I'm not saying whatever, wherever God has placed you, do it to the best of your ability. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. The stone of pride. So we had five stones. The second stone is a stone of cause. 1 Samuel verse 17, 29 says, David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Cause means the reason or motive for some human action. 
I like that. Some human action. The reason, the motive. What what is the motive? Let Let me tell you something. You, if you allow this giant access, he's going to come and steal your children. Is there not a cause? Elders, if we, if we allow him free reign, and we're, and we're not the prayer warriors that we need to be, take a look at these youth that's around here. Is there not a cause? Take a look at your marriage. Is there not a cause? Hallelujah. Why, why would we stand back and allow Goliath to have his way? I'm going to tell you something. I got something to fight for. I said, I got something to fight for, church. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. Either you will defeat Goliath or you'll be owned by him. Bible says here in this story. He said, you come defeat me, then we'll be your slaves. We defeat you, then you'll be our slaves. That same cry is what's going out here today. You either come kill me, or you're going to become my slave. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, church. There's a reason. There's a cause for this thing. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One right here, Brother Travis. One right here. One right there. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, Brother Caleb. you got a reason to defeat giants in your life. Oh, Sister Ariana's holding one right there. Hallelujah. You got a reason, Brother Colby, to fight. I want you to know here today, Eric, there's a reason right there in your hands why the why, why we have to fight this fight and why we have to win the battles. There's a cause. There's a reason. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. If we can't defeat him, if we allow him oh, complete access and we allow him to have his way, it won't be long until our daughters will become his daughters, his slaves. He'll do with them what he wants. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. You either be owned by him here today or you learn how to defeat him. There's a reason. There's a cause in this thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ammunition here. We can't be passive church. There's a cause. There's a cause. So I'm using his words here. He says, I'm not going to let him talk that way. The stone of pride. Second of all, he says, is there not a cause? A stone of cause. I love this. Number three, the stone of courage. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Strength in the face of pain and grief. Hallelujah. The ability to do something frightens one. It's not... It's, courage is, is not the, the absence of fear. It's the ability to do something when you are afraid. Stepping out there even when you're scared to death. Now I'm going to go just a little bit further than that, something that we've talked about in our men's class. You know, we a lot of times don't know what to do. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Man of the, of, of the house, God has designed you to lead. I said he's designed you to lead. To step out into chaos 
and to organize. To step out into darkness and by Him shed light on a subject. You may not know what to do, but the ability for you to be able to step out in faith saying God will make a way. I'm going to tell you something. You may have stepped back for far too long and allowed that giant to stand up. Hallelujah. Oh, but God's looking for somebody. Oh, leader of the home here today in your house to step up and lead the way that God designed you to. I wasn't going to go here but I think I will Goliath said this he said give me a man give me a man that cry is still from the enemy here today is there a man of the house is there somebody going to stand up when I come in and try to steal your marriage is somebody going to stand up in this home to lead this thing when I come against your children give me a man hallelujah give me a man oh he didn't know what he bargained for he looked said man this isn't a man this is just a lad this is just a small boy that takes care of a few sheep hallelujah but at the end of the day we find that David comes out and he says if you're not going to be a man and if you're not going to be a man and if you're not going to be a man and if you the king head and shoulders over everybody else won't stand up then me as a little teenager 17, 18 years old I'll stand up I'll be the man I'll do what it takes hallelujah he walks down there I've been made fun of oh but he steps out and he defeats oh Goliath he defeats a giant and let me go one step further than that there was a cry oh give me a man but whenever it was all said and done at that point every person that was in that army and every person oh that was part of Israel was now giant hunters hallelujah they were looking for an opportunity to get a giant so it went from give me a man over here to give me a giant hallelujah hallelujah oh I come to tell you here today that if we could get some giant slayers in this house then the next generation that comes up won't be hearing the cry give me a man but they'll come up saying give me a giant He said, you do it. You do it. They watch. They do it. You watch. They do it. Allow that giant to be crying out, give me a man. You defeat that giant and raise up boys and girls Oh, your children that will stand up and say, give me a giant. I'm searching. I'm looking. Give me an opportunity, David. Let me at this one. Hallelujah. Let me at this one. Oh, the Bible says that there was a time. We're going to finish right here. Hallelujah. The Bible said we'll finish the rest of it tonight. The Bible says that there was a time. Oh, whenever 
David was fighting. Hallelujah. Oh, he was he was doing everything that he could to feed a defeat a giant. Hallelujah. Oh, but there was somebody standing on the background saying, David, David, please let me at him. Hallelujah. David, please. Oh, I want to, I want a chance. Give me a chance at this giant. Give me a chance. Oh, and David, the Bible says he got a little faint and he got a little tired. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on, son. Get in behind me. He got a little faint and he got a little tired. Hallelujah. Oh, and there came a point when he said, you know what? I think it's time for this next generation to come step in here and become a giant slayer. Oh, come on, somebody. Help me out preaching at the end of this thing. Oh, here he was doing everything that he could. He's getting tired and weary. Oh, but don't worry. Why? Because there's another generation that's seen you they seen you defeat the giant and what are they going to do now? Oh, you can step back. Hallelujah. And you can say, okay, Bubba, it's your turn. Hallelujah. It's your turn now. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that if you'll defeat the giants in your lives, oh, that we can do what we need to do to see those giants fall. I believe here today that the generation coming behind us will be searching and seeking for an opportunity, my God, my God, to see the giants fall of their generation stand all across the building. Raise those hands toward the Lord.